Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, it's episode 21, would you believe, of Life's Essentials with Prem Rawat. This episode is called Understanding the Business of Life. In this episode, Prem Rawat is in Cascais in Portugal to talk to one of the leading business forums in the world, the Young Presidents Organization, about understanding milestones as a human being, finding clarity within, and the GPS of life. For more information, as ever, head over to www.premrawat.com and enjoy this episode. Thank you. Mr. Mayor, YPO President, distinguished guests, it's an honor to be here today. This is my second time, as you have heard, addressing the YPOs. So how can I help you today? What could I say to make a difference? You're all successful in your field. That's why you're here. So what can I tell you? Well, maybe there is something I can tell you. And it's not about your business. I'm not here to tell you about your business. I've started a little business. It's not that successful yet. (coughs) And I use the word yet. So when it comes to business, you're miles ahead of me. But I'm here to tell you about the value, because you understand the word value. (laughs) Value of being alive. I'm here to tell you about something that is fundamentally missing from our equation. We understand success. We have milestones. We set milestones. And through these milestones, we gauge our success. How much money, how much this, how much that. But in our milestones that we have, where is the milestone for you as a human being? Who are you? What are you? You're here. One thing we all share in this room is we are in the business of being alive. And believe me, it is not shy of any business. It requires constant maintenance. (laughs) 
We were in the back room talking about family. Family is a business. You have to negotiate. <laughs> Sometimes your family is your client. Sometimes they're the other union, especially the husband or wife. <laughs> you have to sit down, negotiate, and convince each other of what this is. And of course, when the kids get older, you have to negotiate. You have to figure it out. But what about you? What about you as that human being that is alive, that exists? Because without any reference to that, some picture that will be generated will not be complete. You can have many maps. You can have as many maps as you want. And you can have as detailed maps as you want. But if you don't know where you are on that map, that map's not going to do you any good. A GPS does not tell you where you should go. It only does one thing. Only one and only one. It figures out where you are and plots that. Now, it's other software that figures out, I want to go there, so draw a rum line or draw a direct line or draw a course, whatever. But all a GPS does is tells you where you are. And do you know for the purposes of navigation, And if you are aware of the history of navigation, where people would set off from a boat from one country only to find themselves looking at the same country 24 hours later and being totally lost and praying really hard, hopefully we'll make it to the invention of the first chronograph that could be carried on board that did not have a pendulum because pendulums didn't work on boats to now the advent of GPS, global positioning system, right down to one meter accuracy. All so that you can figure out where you are. Do you have a GPS? I know you have maps. Some maps you have inherited. Some maps the government gives you. Some maps your family gives you. Some maps your friends give you. Some map your business gives you. Some maps your business associates give you. Good. Do you have a GPS? Do you know where you are? Do you know what it means to be alive? What do you think about during the day? Do you think about your problems? Do you think about your issues? Do you get frustrated with them? 
Or have you mastered the art of being able to say, give it some time? Averting frustration. Diluting it. Slow frustration. Frustration now tolerated in a period of five days rather than one hour. And only why? Because the doctor said so. But my point is, if you don't know who you are, you don't know what your nature is. And if you don't know what your nature is, you are again in the same situation. You have a wonderful detailed map, but you have no idea where you belong. And for the leadership that you have to provide, it is quintessentially important that you know where you are. Otherwise, you will not be able to. The leadership requires that not only you know where you are, because that's the whole crew. That's your crew on board your yacht, depending upon you to say, uh, we're here. Or not going, um, I, I think we're here. No. I am here. So let me tell you a little story. A farmer, every day he would take a sheep grazing by the forest. One day, he comes across a little lion cub lying there, looked like almost dead. He took pity, picked it up. I'm really abbreviating the story. <laughs> picked it up, brought it back to the farmhouse, tended to it. Nurtured back to life, back to health. Didn't know what to do with the little cub. Had no special place for him. So he put him with the goats, the sheep. And now, every day, this lion cub is growing up with the sheep. So, he, he looks at the sheep, what they're doing. He tries to do the same thing. This is all he knows. This is his reference. He doesn't know any better. This is his reference. And he grows up believing very much so that he too is a sheep. One day, a big roar comes from the jungle. A huge lion steps out. When the sheep hear the roar, they all run, hide. Some are hiding in the tree trunk, some are hiding behind the bushes, some are hiding in a hole, some are hiding here, and so does the cub. As the lion sees what's going on, it's quite natural for him. He understands why all the sheep are hiding. All of a sudden, he sees a little rear end and looks like a lion cub, and it's hiding too. And this does not look right. So out of curiosity, the big lion walks over to the little cub, smelling and looking, hey, what are you doing? Why are you hiding? And the little lion cub goes, oh, yes, yes, just don't eat me. So I'm not going to eat you. Why are you hiding from me? So, well, I'm a sheep. You're a lion. You're going to eat me. So you're not a sheep. You're a lion. Don't you know who you are? And he goes, whatever. Just don't eat me. <laughs> I will believe whatever you tell me. Lion says, come here, come with me. Takes him to a lake, says, look, 
Look in this reflection. The little cub looks, also sees the reflection of the lion. Because it's true. I'm not like the sheep. I'm like you. Says this is who you really are, but you have forgotten. Okay, lion cub was very happy. He found himself. Story number two needs to be told right away before it goes stale. There was a in the in a long time ago, people you know would go village to village sharing things, selling things to make a little bit of money in the old days. So there was an archer, and he too would go village to village, and he would, you know, exhibit his archery and, 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 and make a little bit of money. And he was good. He was very, very good. So one day he was particularly at a function, and a lot of people had gathered from the nearby villages, and he was showing, and he would shoot his arrow, it hit the bull's eye, and then he would shoot another arrow, it would split the first arrow, and boy, people would just applaud, and they had never seen anything like that. And this really, really stroked this guy's ego. I mean, he's like, yes, I am the best. After a little while, while he's doing his shooting, he hears a voice in the background and the voice goes, ah, it's just a matter of practice. This really started to bother this guy. Here he is convinced he's the best. And every time he shoots his arrow, all he hears at the background while everybody else is applauding him is, oh, it's just a matter of practice. Now, he got so angry, he had to stop his exhibition, find this guy. So he went looking for him. Everybody had started to clear out, except there was this guy and he's sitting there and he's got two large pots full of oil. He's an oil salesman. He's got two large pots full of oil, whole bunch of empty bottles, and he's sitting there. And this archer comes and says, hey, were you the guy who kept saying, ah, it's just a matter of practice, it's just a matter of practice? He goes, yeah, it's just a matter of practice. He said, how dare you? Don't you know? I mean, all these people come and they applaud me. I am so good. I am so good. There's nobody like me around in these villages. And the oil salesman said, okay. So the oil salesman took one of his empty bottles. And he took one of those old coins that used to have a hole in the middle. Old, old, cold coins used to have hole. He took that coin, he put it on top of the bottle. He picked up this large pot and he started to pour the oil without dropping a single drop, without spilling a single drop. He pours the oil from this large pot through the coin into the bottle and fills up the bottle. Puts the pot down, looks at the archer and says, now you try it. <laughs> The archer realizes he cannot do this. He said, see, my friend, it is just a matter of practice. 
You practice archery. You have become good at it. I practice pouring oil all day. I have become good at it. Question from me, not from the oil. Because whatever you practice, you will get good at it. So if you practice being angry, you will get very good at it. It won't take much. It's like virtually instant. Somebody can just look at you the wrong way and that's sufficient. What do you practice? If, if it was peace that you practiced, you would become good at it. Understanding yourself, if you practice that, you would become good at it. What do you Do you practice every day having a recognition of yourself not being caught up in the wild world of sheep? There is sheep out there. And those sheep would like nothing better than to make you, whoever you are, just like them. Now here's the worst part of it. Sometimes. Sometimes. And I'm being nice. <laughs> so this is why I say sometimes. We, even having some idea that we are like a lion or a lioness, we would rather be like the sheep so we can blend in. Let me talk to you about blending in. I don't want to shock you, but this is scientifically true. This is what you're made out of. Hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, calcium, nitrogen, and phosphorus. 99% of you, all of you, including me. <laughs> this is what we're made out of. Where does this stuff come from? Do you know? It's all here. It's the stuff you use against 
This is what you use the bar of soap. It's called taking a shower, removing the dirt. That dirt is what you are made out of. And when the time comes to blend in, you will blend in. Believe me, you'll blend in. <laughs> you'll blend in really well. Nobody will be able to identify anything. Like I was saying at the event yesterday, I had the opportunity to go see one of the pharaoh's skull and bone, and you couldn't recognize there was a pharaoh. There was nothing pharaohish about him. <laughs> this is who we are. But it is not the belittling that I am here for. The fact that you are alive offers the opportunity for the highest potential to be fulfilled. You've heard my name thrown around with peace. Ambassador of peace, whatever. I don't even know what that means yet. But what is peace? Some people look up in the dictionary and says packed. People coming together saying, okay, you know, you park your car there, I'll park my car here, and we won't fight anymore. Peace, that's peace. No. What is peace? Throw away the word peace. It's useless. It's contaminated. And now let's just look at a situation, a possibility in which a human being is at that utmost state where the potential of that human being is fulfilled. No 100% or 101% or 102% or 103%. No. We're not talking percentages. We're not talking about scales. We're talking about feeling. Get yourself some gas and air and breathe deeply. We're talking on the phone while he had his arm inside my vagina. In my head, I was saying, could you go and see if the anaesthetist is free? And what I was actually saying out loud was, help me. CD player doesn't work. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm a fucking CD player. Where's my playlist? That's One Torn Every Minute with me, Beth Murray. Available now from Great Big Owl. Help me. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you know what you all do every day for feeling? Just for feeling. I know when I said the word feeling, it's like, well, feeling. I want to look at my sheet. My bank balance, my, 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 you know, how much did I make today? Yeah, but if that sheet says a big fat zero, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Somebody says to you, okay, your business is finished. How does that make you feel? Your child comes up to you and says, dad, I hate you. How does that make you feel? This little thing that's only this big has this much power, more power than the balance sheet, more power than the bank book, Your wife comes up to you and says, dear, I think it's over. I'm married, I know the word. The word is fine. And this is what I listen for. I can survive the yelling, the screaming, whatever. But if the word fine has been spoken, I better pay attention. Fine. It's a very important word. And it does not mean anything like what it means, fine. It means you've had it. You're finished. You're through. So, It is to feel good that we do what we do at the end of the day. I'm talking about in the very basics, the recognition that we need from our children, that we need from our friends, that we need from our colleagues, the support we call it. But have you ever wondered what really makes you feel So let me draw your attention to peace. Not the peace that says you can park there and I'll park there. I don't really care. But the peace in which you have achieved your human potential. In that potential, how do you feel? From within. Strength from within. Not strength from outside, but strength from within. Clarity from within. Understanding from within. These are the simple and basic 
steps that need to be taken for you to be you. And if you exclude this from your formulas, it's not going to be a complete picture. There's something else that goes on. I can bring you a piece of wood. I can bring you some string. And you think that's going to sound good? Like the violin you just heard? Is it? That's it? That's it. What does flying really mean? What does it mean? You know one thing. As a pilot, you know one thing. Once you have taken off, the next big event is going to be landing. <laughs> whether you like it or not. If you can make it to your specifications, you walk away from it, it's good. If you don't, it's going to happen. But there is something more to make that smooth, to make it comfortable, to make it good, to make it safe. Safety is not in the airplane. The safety is here in the pilot. The peace that you need is within you. It's in your heart. A lot of people go, heart? Heart? What is heart? Isn't a heart just a something that beats blood? When you open somebody's skull, you will find ideas. No, really, seriously, they're there. But if you open somebody's head, I mean, it's like, wow, you know, they, they, have, they have Einstein's brain in a jar here and there. You think they just look at it and go, hey, look, that's what he was thinking. No, it just looks like matter. Of course, he had more of it. So for us, we need as a human being this balance. We need that definition, that, that one spot that defines where we are on that map. Do we have it? Do you have it? So you, a lot of people go, well, you talk about all this, so tell us how do we get it? You know, go to the shop, buy the GPS. So here's the ladder. And you're standing at the bottom. And there's the ladder. And it's obvious, this ladder will take you to the next floor. You can see it. it, takes you to the next floor. What does it take to take the first step? Just because there is a ladder, you'll just climb right up it? No! What if you don't want to go to that next floor? I mean, just when you're driving around, you just pull over your car every time you see a ladder and just start climbing up. Hey, I have nothing to do with it. I don't want to be there. Why do I have to go? Why do I have to climb this ladder? 
But if it is that floor that you want to go to, then that ladder is no longer irrelevant. It is very relevant because now that ladder has a purpose, has a point, and your understanding, you can take that first step, second step, third step, fourth step, and get to the floor you want to go to. Is knowing yourself relevant to you or irrelevant? See, I don't have to create ladders. Ladders exist. All I have to create is the interest for you to understand why you want to be on that floor. That's all that takes. I used to be a flight instructor too. I have to renew my license. But when you're trying to teach somebody, how do you teach somebody how to fly? Do you just open up their cranium, go here. Screw it back up and say this, we're done. No. You continually provide them with the interest needed beyond the frustration that they have to go through, which is the process of learning. And what is the process of learning? You all know what the process of learning is. Unlearning is the biggest process of learning. Emptying the bucket. Pouring, pouring the water in the bucket is easy if the bucket is empty. If the bucket is full, you're going to have a mess because that water that's already in that bucket has to go somewhere. Unlearning. Unlearning was the process for that cub that he could not accept I am a lion before he had to accept I am not a sheep. That's the first thing here. I am not a sheep. I am like you. And how long did that transformation take? It is the same in this life. Your interest in your well-being, your well-being isn't just your blood pressure. Your well-being isn't just your good eyesight. Your well-being isn't just being able to hear well. Your well-being isn't that you can exercise for five hours a day. Your well-being actually begins from solid foundations within you. Which, by the way, begin in the fertile fields of peace. This is who you are. These are your requirements. What I'm talking about is not a luxury nor an option. It is a necessity like air, like water, 
like food, like warmth. These are important things. Without air, three minutes. Without water, maybe three days. Without food, maybe three weeks. Without warmth, maybe three hours. These are important. Just like these things are important. So is peace. So is that understanding. So is the clarity. So is the inner strength. And the good news is that the want for these are inside of you. And the treasure code of peace is also inside of you. Question becomes, what do you practice? What have you chosen? You choose every day. You like it or not, you choose every day. You get up in the morning, you want to feel good. Why? I mean, what's wrong with feeling miserable? <laughs> really? Seriously? What's wrong with feeling miserable? What do you want to feel good for? It's because that's a human trait. And you're a human being. Human beings, naturally, without any learning, nobody has to teach baby how to cry. Mommy doesn't actually sit there and it's like, okay, this is, now we're gonna learn how to cry. <laughs> no, nose, gaga gugu, smile, all this is there. It just so happens that when you get to the age that you can choose, you can choose and what you practice the most, you will get good at. Why is peace necessary in this world? World doesn't need peace. People do. Human beings are the reason why there isn't peace in this world. And when that peace comes in the hearts of, yes, the 7.5 billion people. And the question, of course, in everybody's mind is, how? How? Do you realize the trees, trees, and one in particular, the coconut, is a remarkable feat of engineering. It packs its own water. The trees are already leaning over so that when the fruit drops, it will drop in the water and will be carried by the ocean. They have their system, their husk in such a way that it provides the flotation and just sticks out far enough over the water that it acts as a sail for them to get going. Without GPS, without a map, they have colonized 
virtually all the coastlines where they can successfully survive. If the coconut can do that, don't you think we as human beings, a slightly more intelligent, could reach 7.5 billion people on the face of this earth? It doesn't have to be everyone. Mass momentum after a certain point would be significantly helpful. My effort is such. I started speaking about peace when I was four years old. I started doing this to going places and, and, and taking this message. My father was doing it before me. And I started when I was 12 years of age. It's around the time he passed away. And the responsibility was loaded on my shoulders to take it around the world. Since then, I have been taking it around the world and seeing people. I want to empower people. I want to empower people in the process of the discovery of the self and the discovery for peace within inside of them. I know I didn't say a whole lot, but I hope what I said will trigger some thought in you especially the one about who you are, and two, whatever you practice, you're going to get good at it. Start practicing some good stuff, you're going to get good at it before you know it. And the good stuff would be, practice a little kindness. Practice a little consciousness. Practice a little clarity every day. And practice a little peace. Give, give it some thought. And so I hope that that helps you in understanding this picture, this beautiful, beautiful picture. It's a unique message. It's an exciting message. And it is at the fundamental level around the world for people. People are a lot more interested in peace now than they've ever, be, ever been. Why? Because it hurts the wallet not to be in peace. Human beings don't like to do things unless it hurts their wallet. They're so attached to their wallet. When the wallet gets hurt, they go, huh? And before that, it's like, I don't care about peace. I don't need peace in my 2008. When the big crash happened, oh, I couldn't do enough events. <laughs> Everybody's like, tell me about peace. And you know, this is our arrogance. When there are times of plenty, that is the time to prepare for the times of few. But we do it the other way. And today, you were able to come. The fact that you are even interested in peace is extremely commendable. Extremely commendable. In your positions, uh, and you can make a huge difference. You really, really can. And I think it's going to be people making that difference in this world. That's how we're going to reach 7.5 billion people. Not lighting up stadiums, but lighting up each lamp one at a time. And the beautiful thing about a lamp is, you know what? It can light another lamp. 
and that other lamp can light another lamp. Not the LED ones. <laughs> they can't do that. But the real lamps can light an unlit lamp. That's its power. So thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the episode. Prem will be back again next week. Please rate, subscribe and review and we'll see you next time. Take care. An actor of my experience, you just get run dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. I played played Edmund Gelder and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing. Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off immediately. Heavy pencil from Great Big Owl. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.